0: I'm listening is Odyssey's commitment to mental health conversations. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, or mental illness, help is available. Call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That's 988.
1: Michigan is about to receive $1.5 billion from the federal government to provide high-speed internet to every single Michigan resident and business. This program is designed to close the digital divide once and for all. Every single American home and business is going to be online. How will building this infrastructure help to improve Michiganders lives? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. On Monday, the Biden administration announced Michigan would receive $1.5 billion in federal money to expand high speed Internet infrastructure in the state. The first voice you are going to hear will be of Evan Feynman, the director of the BEAD program within the National Telecommunications and Information Administration or NTIA for short. And he explains where this money is coming from.
0: Congress passed and then the president signed uh, a little over a year and a half ago, the bipartisan infrastructure law. So this was the whole Congress coming together to say we got to work on our roads, our bridges, our ports, our airports and our digital infrastructure. And so one of the things that's been a problem in this country since the 90s, since the Internet got going was the fact that there are millions and millions of households even today more than eight and a half million households across the country that can't get online at any price there simply isn't a fiber or radio signal available to get them onto the internet and this creates a huge number of problems for people communities that don't have access to high-speed internet are not going to grow they can't attract new residents they're not going to bring new business there homes with uh, children that don't have access to a reliable high-speed internet connection Those kids get worse grades. They're less likely to go to college. If they do, they're likely to take on more debt. This program is designed to close the digital divide once and for all. So at the conclusion of the Internet for All program, every single American home and business, which includes, of course, every
1: single Michigan home and business is going to be online while getting this funding is important. It's not as simple as pointing on the map and saying here is where the Internet goes. It's a process. But according to Evan, a well thought out one.
0: What we're doing is working in partnership with the state and they're going to develop this plan over the course of the next six months. And there's a couple of really important things for your listeners to think about. The first is Michigan will be publishing the plan for public comment from Michiganders to say, I like this approach. I don't like this approach. I think you should do that. I think you should do the third thing. They need to hear from your listeners to make sure that they're thinking about this the right way. And then second, and this is even more critical, after that plan has been submitted to us, the state broadband office will run a challenge process. What we're going to do in partnership with the state is create this challenge process so that every single citizen has the opportunity to look at that FCC map and decide for themselves if that accurately reflects their ability to access the internet and let the state know. And then the state is going to ground truth and refine
1: that FCC map. And that's when we know where we need to build infrastructure. The problem of internet infrastructure, while slowly improving, has been an ongoing issue for quite a while. So what changed? Why the emphasis on everyone getting high-speed internet now? Next up is Tim Malone, the CEO of Cherry Capital Connection and internet provider in Northern Michigan. And he helps shed some light on why internet service is getting more
2: attention. I think that answer is pretty simple, at least from my perspective, COVID. Prior to covid People are like, yeah, it's nice to have the internet. (laughs) COVID hit and all of a sudden high-speed internet became an essential service. Yeah, at least from the consumer standpoint, the government doesn't yet call it essential. But I I think COVID woke up many people to see that without good broadband, you're going to be left behind. And I think the the political environment of raising people out of COVID is strong. And so I think it is a good time. I just hope that what the state does do is kind of encourage an open access platform. So in other words, once the fiber is built, smaller providers have a chance of participating. We don't want to build monopolies, we want to build more of an open access.
1: So it seems COVID helped make people aware of how important internet infrastructure was. But how come that infrastructure lacked to begin with? Wouldn't providers want more people to have access so they can have those potential customers? Well, apparently it's not that simple. Back to Evan. You know, the
0: reason we need to do this, the reason the market hasn't already solved this problem is that, you know, you get $30 to $130 a month from every subscriber, right? Mm -hmm. So once the density of a given population becomes too low, it no longer makes sense to invest millions of dollars to hook up dozens of people. You'll literally never get your money back. And so the reason the government needs to come in and create these incentive grants is because otherwise the private sector would simply
1: never get to everybody. High-speed access is more than just streaming and playing video games, though. Both Tim and Evan touched on that necessity already. It is also an important mental health tool especially in those rural communities.
3: Digital connectivity is a way of forming community. And we see research that shows, for example, among people who are 80 years and older, uh, social media connectivity decreases the depressive symptomology. We saw during the pandemic how important connectivity through a digital media was. It was a lifeline for many people, not only in the pandemic for people who had never needed that lifeline, or at least not as much, But it continues to be a lifeline for many people who are isolated in one way or another. And so getting that infrastructure to uh, people, especially in remote areas where that isolation can be exacerbated, is going to improve the mental health and just the overall quality of life for those residents.
1: That was the voice of Dr. Jason Wasserman, a professor of foundational medical studies, as well as the director for the Center of Moral Values in Health and Medicine at Oakland University. He goes on to explain that the value of access extends to businesses as well.
3: It's a real win for businesses, and there's a history of this in Michigan. You know, Henry Ford paid his workers a wage that allowed them to purchase the very products that he was producing, and this is a boon to the economy. And I think in the same way that allowing uh, populations that are previously you know excluded from accessing the internet. To get into that space is going to help uh, commerce because so much business is transacted online at this point.
1: So this seems like a win-win-win. Better internet access means better access to health, work, and learning tools. But it's unlikely everyone will be on board with this, at least at first. What kind of pushback might we see? Back to Tim.
2: In any political environment, you have pushback uh, for a lot of different reasons. And there are a great deal of needs within Michigan. Affordable housing, uh, you know, our poverty level up here is high. Uh, 47% of Benzie County is below Ellis threshold. So those types of things are near and dear uh, on the minds of many people, you know, in this area. So when they're comparing this kind of money, they're maybe comparing it to, well, why don't we use it for something else? And that's just natural. Mm -hmm. But the reality is broadband allows or can enable, especially under the digital equity portion of, of beads, will allow those people in poverty to have new opportunities. So a single mom sitting at home with two kids can work from home. That will help raise them out of their situation to a better economic platform. Hopefully, I mean that's that's always our goal as we're you know working to bring this to the homes.
1: So will Tim and his company try and be involved in this plan to try and close the digital gap? Well, it wouldn't be his first time.
2: Yes, uh, matter of fact, with you mentioned Benzie County, uh, the reason why we got Robin. Was because we entered into a public-private partnership with Benzie County and then through the efforts of a consultant and a local organization called Grow Benzie and the chamber, we then reached out to about 50 other uh, organizations within Benzie County to get their needs defined and then we put a plan together for Benzie County and use that plan uh, to submit for Robin and it was successful.
1: Access to the Internet has become entwined with our daily lives, providing us with everything from entertainment to education to healthcare. Giving access to everyone means every Michigander will have more help and more opportunities. Thanks to Dr. Jason Wasserman, Tim Malone, and Evan Feynman for lending their expertise to this episode. And as always, this episode wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.